Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. All right, before we get started, Bronwyn Smith. I want to make sure I have your authorization and consent. I can't even get in the screen here. To edit, record, and distribute this podcast on behalf of my show, On the Edge with April Mahoney. Is it okay? That's okay. All right. It's okay. <laughs> and before we get started, I just kind of want to center myself and center with you. Just to kind of grab some energy together. Take a few deep breaths. To make sure that this message lands upon the ears that need to hear it, within the hearts that need to feel it, and within the hands that need to hold it. I needed that. I needed that. So. You need a little bit of a healing. Huh? You need a healing. Yeah. Well, I just had one not too long ago. Instead, my neighbors just fucked it up. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but they did. I went up there and they were such Debbie Downers. I'm not yeah. a negative person. I am not yeah. a negative person. I don't live in that space. I don't stay stuck in that space. And it's, you know, it's like you're just fighting against I don't know, you're just fighting against the force, but anytime good is going to come with evil. And yeah. I just really try to keep pacing myself, but it's so draining. I feel like yeah. I'm carrying the, the world on my shoulders, on the edge. <laughs> you can't be around negative people. No, but I mean, you, everybody's negative. I asked no, my son. That's I, your belief. No, that's your belief. And if that's your belief, that's what you're going to attract. So no, I just talked to my son. Everybody's positive in your world. Everyone's positive. And I I pull on that all the time. I know I'd be pulling on that, but I just asked my son. I said, son, you know, why are folks so negative? Oh, because it's easy. I said, no, it's pathetic. Yeah. It's really pathetic because it's a choice. And And it's it's just just as easy to be positive as it is to be negative. It is. And everyone has negative moments, absolutely. You can't get away from that. But change it. You, As you say, it's a choice. When you're feeling negative, get up and dance. Listen to some music. Do something that uplifts your do energy. Do something. And, but no, what they want to do is they want to pour it on somebody else. And yeah. I'll tell you, I will probably be living with as many people as I know, you know, thousands. I mean, I've got really thousands of friends. I could have a party and just turn it out but they're really not they're really not in my sphere i just i feel like i gotta edit and filter i've gotta always shift i can't be bothered with that i'm gonna be 60 years old and i am living my best life and i'm not gonna do it anymore not anymore but i'm here with you on the edge how about that welcome to on the edge with april mahoney brains we're at the place of positivity that's where we live all right the conversation is not boring, and the guests are super sharp, and the responses are never dull. That's why you come here. Don't be negative. If you're negative, go ahead and turn off now. <laughs> I'm in my feelings, brains. So we have Bronwyn Smith from Australia. I dig, I dig her. Wait till you hear her voice. It's raspy. It's sexy. It's captivating. And she uh, is a smart woman. 
Are you still studying? Are you still practicing law? Um, I still have my practicing certificate. Yeah. You know, she's done law. Now she's doing some coaching on money. You know, I don't know if that's my favorite subject anymore. You know, money was a good subject. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in depth and what it really means and how it can trick you up. She got a new book. She's going to teach you some healthy habits and some mindset. We're going to talk about the credit card. Okay? And hypnotherapy. So her genre right now is a transformational therapist. What does that look like? You going to turn me into a frog? <laughs> I know. Well, I wish you could turn to some people. Can I send you a list? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that with love. I mean that with love. But I just I just don't get it. You know, people are just caught up in all kinds of stuff. And there's so much in life to look forward to. There's so many opportunities that you can have if you can be smart, um, if you can be heady with your money. Sometimes it's just a good negotiating skill. Sometimes it's just good balancing. Please tell us a little bit more about you and uh, work with us in trying to get our head around this. Hi, hi everyone it's so nice to be here with you so money i mean money is in all facet of facets of our life it, you know everything to do with our life is to do with money so people give money an energy they're like money is evil or bad or um i hate money and money really is only the energy you give it so why not give it a positive energy? If you're going to give it um, an energy, why not give it a positive energy? And as we, you know, last time we spoke, April, we were talking about this and we were talking about how, you know, back in the olden days, you used to go and buy stuff with cows and sheep and, you know, whatever. Right. And it's impossible to carry 100 cows around now. So we're transfer that over to money and um money is just an object it's a way of trading that's all it is but it's equally a cycle it's a cycle of earning spending saving and investing um and people say to me all the time i need a credit card no you don't um, a credit card is a way of overspending, spending more than you earn, which then ruins the cycle. So, um, you know, pay off the credit card debt because it's got huge interest rates and put that money into saving and investing instead. Well, this is a deterrent to put it into a savings here in the United States when uh, you look and you get a dollar and twenty cents interest. I no, uh, the stock no, but you're market. Just, but you're just putting it there to get enough money to then invest. Invest right. in the stock market or invest in property. And at the moment, at least in Australia, property prices are going down. Even the stock market's going down. So if you've got savings it's a really great time to invest because yes, it'll all come down, but it will all go up again as well. So it's a great time to invest. Well, um, you know what, but you, you have to be educated in investing. If that's a, a big $25 word because you've got to know what you're investing in. You know, we have these, sure. uh, we have these infomercials in the middle of the night that say, you know, 1-800 ballroom, get your ticket. And, you know, we can teach you how to buy distressed properties and blah, 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 blah. 
people weren't educated in that. So money is also an education. We have two purposes in this life. One is to learn and one is to teach. Exactly. Because you I cannot can take the money you can't take the money with you and you want to be able to sustain your quality of life. The stock market is gonna always go up and down. You're yeah. always gonna lose, you're always gonna win. But what you need to do is diversify, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And the property market goes up and down as well. When interest rates go up, you know, property prices generally go down. Um, and it's the same with the stock market. But it's about learning. And, I mean, let's face it, we learn so much in life. You learn to cook. You learn, you know, so much else. Why can't you learn how to invest? Mm. And the fact of the matter is everyone can learn how to invest. Um, and, yes, you've got to go out and learn. You've got to learn the property market. You've got to learn the stock market. But you can learn. It's not impossible. It's not some amazing thing that only a few people can learn. Everybody can learn it. That's the yeah. wonderful thing. Everyone can learn it. You just have to, like anything, put your mind to it. Um, if you decide you want to buy your first family home, you, you know, go and look at a whole heap of homes and you decide what you need, how much you can spend, um, you know, what sort of work, if any, that you can and want to do. But you learn. It's a learning process. And there's no, it's no different if you're investing in the stock market or, in fact, investing in um, property to have investment properties. It's still a learning curve. Right. Um, so, yeah, you've got and to so, learn it. And when you talk but about investing, but also investing in yourself and coaching. Yeah. And working yeah. with someone that has the expertise that can keep you on track, that can uh, keep you motivated, keep you pumped, that can ask you the right questions and have some accountability. And that's what you're doing now. You're coaching. Tell us a little bit about that. And that's what I'm doing. Well, I'm changing people's mindsets around money because so many people have a negative mindset around money and they really shouldn't. Money, as I said before, it's just a thing and you can have a positive mindset. The wonderful thing about your mindset is a mindset is your beliefs, your beliefs around something and generally your subconscious beliefs around it. So you have beliefs from when you're a child you know you usually take on your parents beliefs and you have these beliefs um, since you're a child and if they're not serving you the wonderful thing is you can totally change them if you think money is negative you can change that belief to money is wonderful money comes in abundance i always have enough money so Ron, when let's keep it 100 transparent you came from money. You got money. You've always had money. No, I haven't always had money. This is the thing. I haven't always had money. I've, you know, not had money like the rest of, um, you know, like so many other people. Yes, I came from money, but my parents believed when we turned 18, that's it, kid. You've been educated. Now you can go and put yourself through uni and do what you have to do. Mm. So at 18, my parents said to me, See ya, off you go, go and educate yourself or do whatever you want to do, but where this is it. And so at 18, I went and moved out of, you know, my nice parents' home and I moved into, um, you know, flooding with friends. And it was 
a huge change, an absolutely huge change. So um, I've not always had money and I put myself through university and, you know, struggled like so many other people did through university. And that's when I first learned about mindset because I realised I didn't have a good mindset around money. And so in my 20s, I set about changing my mindset with money. I got educated and I changed my mindset about money. So, yeah, things did change, but I haven't always had money. And every cent I've got, I've absolutely made and earned myself. So um, I know how you can change your life. And even when I changed my money mindset, I still didn't have a very good skill set. I still didn't have good habits around money. I would spend too much money. I had credit card debt. Like I made all the same mistakes everyone else made. And then I changed and I learned that there was a better way. And so, and once I got rid of my credit card debt and had savings, everything changed, everything turned around. Mm. And I'm actually living a better life now. A much better life. I've got mm-hmm. savings in, in my bank account. So if people ring me and say, do you want to do this? I can say, hell yeah, but I still save. Um, and people say to me, you know, I've had um, even family members say to me, but you don't save. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I do all the time. I still save. Right. I love saving. And you have to decide where you want to spend your money, Brains. Is it in that gourmet coffee two or three times a day? You know, at $10 a pop, uh, two or three times a week, that's that could be half of a car note or a yeah. car note by the end of the month. You know, do you want to continue to rent? The millennials have a very different approach. They're not into the big house and the yard and the big cars and all that. They want a tiny house. They want an electric car and they want to be able to work from a device anywhere yeah. in the world. So it just depends on the paradigm, but you still want to present your best. Now, you uh, have a special gift that you developed and that's hypnosis how do you incorporate hypnosis in this because again uh brains i always tell you when you've been hypnotized i've been hypnotized i can hypnotize myself that's the scary thing but when you go through this process you can't do anything that your subconscious mind is already in agreement with what they're doing is pulling the, the information forward and also implanting some neuro-linguistic programming which is some different type of conversation that goes all the way to the cellular level of who yeah. you are. It changes your DNA. So how did you get turned on to hypnotherapy and how did you incorporate that in your work? Well, I've always loved hypnotherapy and that's actually where I started. So um, I wanted to change my career and I was trying to figure out what to do. And then I, um, I went back to hypnotherapy and I um, found a teacher, her name's Marissa Peer. So I actually, um, she taught me her version of hypnotherapy, which is rapid transformational therapy, RTT. And she trained me and that's where it all started with being trained by Marissa Peer, who has this amazing, amazing hypnotherapy that's really quick, You go in, you find out where that person got the belief. And as you said, you transform that belief into something uh, positive, something that will serve the person. Mm. 
So when you say serve the person, is that bringing? So serve the person in terms of if the person has, you know, um, a negative money mindset, negative spending habits, uh, negative savings habits, then you find out firstly, you've hypnotized the person and everybody hypnotizes themselves. Hypnosis is a completely natural um, a process. It's a completely natural process. So you go back and you find out where the person got the, in this case, the negative money beliefs. Where did that um, occur? And it usually occurred in childhood. It usually occurred from something that adults around them had said. And then you reprogram it into something positive. So if they're, I hate money, I never have enough money, let's go back, let's find out where you got that belief from and let's change the belief to I always have enough money. And then with changing your beliefs, you then change your skill set, what you do with your money, how you spend it, how you save it, how you invest it. Um, and once you've got the components together, then people then are able to save and invest um, much better. It's not, it, it's much easier because they've got the beliefs, they're not fighting their beliefs anymore. What the, their skill set is now in line with their subconscious beliefs. So, so you were working with you were working with uh, individuals that were consciously uncoupling, divorcing, separating, have to split assets. Correct. Previously, I, I was a family lawyer. So when I was a family lawyer, I acted for lots of women, mm -hmm. and um, as I didn't even realize at the time I was coaching them. But towards the end of the family law process, I would, um, some of them, not all of them, but some of them I would coach and I would coach about what they're going to do with the money, how they're going to invest it or, um, yeah, what they're going to do. How are they going to move forward? Exactly. Move forward. How are they going to rebuild on a shaky foundation? Because, you know, there's a okay. lot of spouses, and I'm not going to just say women, you know, men get done in too. Oh. Um, so they've worked their entire life. They've been the breadwinner. And then the wife has luxuriated and she goes in there and tells the judge that, you know, I, there's a certain lifestyle that I'm accustomed to, but they get that money and they don't know how to manage it because yeah. they never, they never earned it. They didn't have the sweat equity involved. So well, not always because and it's different, you know, every country is different, but in Australia, we say, if you're, you know, outside the house earning an income and you're inside the house raising the kids and managing your home, then you're on equal footing. That's, okay. that's how hey, we I do it. Yeah, I think you gotta, I think you gotta fight for a foothold here a little bit more. I've never, thank God, have to been through the divorce process, but I know many of people and they have just traumatized afterwards. So, so traumatizing and that's the thing and that's why you know, I still work with women um, who are uh, divorcing, separating and divorcing, because it's traumatising on so many levels. Mm -hmm. And as you say, they feel like they're on quicksand 
And for some women, they have. You're right. They have never managed their money. They've even if they've earned money, they've still never managed it. They've allowed their uh, their partner to do that. That's their side of the equation in the marriage. So I've had women come to me, um, and I've said to them, you know, what's your financial situation? How much is in the bank account? What's your house worth? And the answer was, I don't know. Um, so you need to learn where your money's at, always. Whether you're single, married, you should always know where your money's at. And so, and, and understand international currency. Teach your children financial literacy from an early age. You know, it's not just about, oh, here, put this in your piggy bank. But what are you going to do? What are you saving for? You know, what if you take half of this? How are you paying it forward? You know, how are you showing gratitude? Do you write that thank you note when grandma and grandpa give you that $15 or $20? They don't teach the basic principles of the energy around the money. The money and the paper is just the exchange. But they equally don't teach. Fundamentals of money is just... It's the basic principle of the energy. Like I said, the gratitude, the responsibility, what it looks like, what it takes to earn it. You know, I had some kids over here uh, balancing my checkbook so that they could see what it's like to write a check. I'd ask them what's the most important bills to pay. Parents seem to want to shield their children from that, and they fail to realize that they're doing them a disservice because they got to go out in the world. Yeah, and also they don't teach their children to respect money. They teach their children to respect their grandparents and other people, but they don't teach people to respect their children to respect money and respect money in terms of just not wasting it. Oh, well, you know, I asked mum to buy me some orange juice, but I'm not going to drink it. Um, in my household, if that orange juice doesn't get drunk, then it doesn't get re-bought. Simple as that. Um, and, and I say, look at all this stuff that we're, you know, food that we're chucking away, not that I chuck away a lot, but if I am, I'm like, this is money. This orange juice was $2. You may, you're going to get a $2 bill, rip it up and flush it down the toilet? No. So it's not just about teaching them the basics of money, but it's to teach them to respect money as well, to respect your money, to respect their own money, to think about what they're buying um, with their money. Do they really need it? Is it, you know, is it a toy that's just going to go into the cupboard? Mm -hmm. um, and there's nothing you gotta look, yeah you gotta you know you gotta have a little whimsical but your sure. whimsical cannot be your practical or your regular you also wrote a book do you have the book there no i'm writing it it hasn't finished oh. it comes out the 8th of november well what's so, inside the pages of those of that book bronwyn sorry what's inside the pages of that book everything we're talking about you know changing your attitude to money um both your mindset and your skill set you know how to um rather than doing a budget people do budgets and never stick to them and the reason they never stick to them is because it's like a wish list this is how i wish i was spending my money but Go and, and work out where you're actually spending your money. So spend a month writing down every bill that you're paying out. Find out what your spending habits really are and then where you're wasting your money. 
buy buying two or three coffees a day, a coffee on the way to work and a coffee at mid-morning, you know, when you can make a coffee at work rather than buying them. So where are you actually spending your money and where can you change those spending habits and put that money into a savings account? Mm -hmm. So it talks all about that. It talks about different ways that it talks about investing um, it even has a chapter for women who are divorcing and the, um, the emotional stages women go through, and men and women go through when they're separating and divorcing mm -hmm. um, and not to get stuck in those stages. But those stages are even quite important when you're doing your property settlement because there are stages, emotional stages, where uh, predominantly women, but not just women, just like, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. And that's the, the worst time for you to do a property settlement because you're going, I don't want anything. No, um, you've got to move on when you move on to the next stage then you'll have a completely different mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll be far better to do a property settlement. So it just talks about money, investing, saving, spending habits, mindset, all about money. Well, it's, a about money. it's a complete package. And it's I'm so excited. I want you to come back on the show when it actually releases. Share an excerpt with us. Share a money exercise with us. Because I want people to get engaged. I want you to feel it. I want you to touch it. I want you to taste it and smell it. And it will become familiar with you. You won't be so enamored by it. You know, yeah. uh, money, again, is just a vehicle of exchange. And I want to thank you so much, Bronwyn, for being here on the edge with me and my brains. You are a wealth of information. I love your smile, and I really love your voice. I asked you, could you sing? I, I asked you, could you sing? And you said, no, you couldn't sing. I said, honey, you want to train that voice because that is raspy. That would get you uh, a, a Emmy or a Grammy here in the uh, United States. Brains, I need you to go in and like, love, and share this episode. Like, love, and share here on the edge because we want you to have the best life possible. And we're going to pour into you and share with you what we have and what we know. Brahman, please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. They want to work with you, they want to look for the book. Um, I'm sure you've got some online courses. Uh, you got a new podcast too. Tell them a little bit about that and how to get in contact with you. So the podcast is on Inspired Choices Network. You can email me at Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com and you can go to my website, BronwynSmith.com. But my new podcast, uh, and it's Brand Spanking New, you can watch on Inspired Choices Network and it's called It Starts With a Dream. So... Email me or go to my website um, or follow me on, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Follow her brains. You won't be sorry. You will not be sorry. She knows what she's talking about. Thank you so much from Dan, the Thank land you. down under coming here to San Diego. Come, come on so holiday. I take some of that money you have in your savings and come out here on holiday. <laughs> I will. I will. I'd be, I'd love to. And I'll um, treat you like a queen, I promise. On a budget. <laughs> I love you, brains. Take care of yourself. Take care of your money. Take care of your finances. Take care of your heart. And after you've taken care of all that, pour the rest forward. All right. Thanks, Bronwyn.
Bye now. Bye. Thanks, April. Bye. Bye, everyone.